This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back after our unscheduled break last week because Karen was in COVID jail. Oh, I sure was locked up good and tight. Uh, but I'm out. I've busted out. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to cough all over this episode. <laughs> well, Karen, if you do, you know that uh, we heard from many of our Pi Beta Alpha sisters and they are all in true Sweet Valley style wishing you better. I mean, because that's how medicine you know, works. That's what did it. It was it was the collective willpower and lovely comments from everybody that that did it for me. <laughs> and now I'm all good again, mostly. Hey! Well, there was Thanks, a lot. Guys. There was a lot of hoping that Ken would be by your side to uh, you know bring you some clams. Yeah, thanks for that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing clams on me in my hour of need. Bloody cheek. Um, but no, the comments were lovely. The clams, I could absolutely do without. But yeah, no sign of Ken yet. I don't know, he must have got held up or lost or something. Uh, well, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, Ken, Ken could... Uh, Ken, Ken is going to have a, a little cameo appearance in the next episode on the main feed, listeners. He hasn't been in it in a while. Mm. But he does... Um, I was reading Jessica against Bruce last night. And and we're going to get a little taste again. No, he's not at his finest, Karen, I have to say. No, that's true. But look, I was just happy to see him, to be honest. <laughs> well, of course, in the world of the TV series, there is no Ken. But there is a gang. Because Allegedly. Because <laughs> <laughs> this week it's Dark Side of the Moon Beach. Oh, you know, this is my favourite title so far, I think. This is yes. a fantastic episode name. I love it. It absolutely is. And this is the blurb. Winston finds out Todd is running with a gang. Liz starts dating again. And how? Oh, my God. That's quite something. <laughs> um, but we'll get on to that, listeners. Because we begin at the Casadel Wakefield, where Jessica is at the fridge debating what cuisine to enjoy. And because uh, she's hungry, but she basically dismisses everything as having essentially too much flavour. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think eventually Liz just suggests a block of ice and she's like, ew, I hate water. Yeah. So there is no pleasing her. <laughs> it really isn't. Well, Liz is uh, has, is busy with some wrapping paper and Jess makes a jibe about, you know, oh, it's only like 150 shopping days till Christmas. And it turns out she's going to give fucking Todd a present. Oh, come on now. Yeah, it's this uh, Lakers jacket that she ordered for him a month ago pre-breakup. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, fair enough, but just like return it for fuck's sake. Uh, but then Liz reveals that his name is on it. So <gasps> what's she, what else is she supposed to do with it? All she can do is give it to him. Well, But um, I, I do love Jess's yeah. reply to that, which is she's just like, I'll take it. I'll probably date a guy called Todd at some point. <laughs> I mean, odds are, but she will. <laughs> it's 
so true. <laughs> well, Jessica says completely accurately that Liz needs to move on and Todd isn't worth it. All true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Liz, you know, should find a new guy. But Liz says she's not ready to date. And Jessica says that's not like being not ready to breathe. <laughs> Mm, she's most horrified by this revelation. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean you're not ready to date? Come on now. She's more horrified than that than she was about Todd being, you know, behaving so badly. But mm. I guess that's what, she, that's the norms in her world. True. We cut to the moon beach where Lila's in high spirits. Yeah, she's just been to the House of Chic, which as we know is the TV show version pretty much of Lizette's, I think really, isn't it? I which think I we do had pro- that. We've had that mentioned before, yeah. We have, and I do kind of like it, I have to say. Yeah, I like the consistency. It's like, if mm. we're not going for Lisette, at least we're sticking with a consistent, fancy-sounding shop. Yes. Um, so yeah, she's been absolutely tearing through the House of Chic. Apparently, they have a promotion on where if you spend a certain amount, you get a free gift. Uh, so Jess wonders how much she spent, and, and Lila reveals, oh, you know, just enough to get an umbrella. And then reveals that she also spent enough to also get a makeup case and a shaving mug and a pair of slippers and a tote bag and hilariously a Fabio calendar. <laughs> what the hell did they sell at the House of Chic? Like it is a broad church there. It's all kinds of shite by the sounds of it. <laughs> like slippers, shaving mugs, Fabio calendars. I mean, that, so good. that does not sound like the sets, I have to say. Sure doesn't. <laughs> So Jessica says sarcastically, "Go, gee, I can't believe your dad got so um, got so angry at you for spending so much money." And Lila's like, "Yeah, he he, she offered him the free umbrella, but he's put her on a budget." Oh, the humanity! Yeah. So Lila is most horrified by this development, but Jess explains to her that it's not really a big deal, and most of the world is on a budget. Uh, at which point, Lila's like, "Yeah, most of the world is tacky." <laughs> Tacky is such an of its time word in this context, which I, I kind of <laughs> love the way she delivers it. So good. Um, well, she tells her that Jessica can't understand the huge economic burden of being well-dressed. And she tries to get a passing Cheryl to support her. But Cheryl says that uh, very authentically for the mid-90s, that she mostly shops in second-hand stores. And a shocked Lila says, and her delivery of this is so great, she says, you don't mean... Deja Warren. So good. Yeah, she's absolutely disgusted by this revelation. And again, delivery on point. Just great work as ever from Bridget here. We love her. Oh, well, she tells Cheryl to her face that she thinks this is disgusting. And uh, (laughs) she's so rude. And Cheryl says that her dress comes from the 60s and it only costs $3. Oh, that was a golden age for vintage shopping. I can tell you that much. Just saw this it's, also, it's a it's a great dress as well that that Cheryl has on her. It's really nice. It is, and mm. uh, it's um, so Cheryl is rightly pleased with her bargain. And Jessica says, "See, there's worse things than being poor." And Cheryl says and delivers this very nicely. Yes, you could be poor and short. Whoops! And struts <laughs> off. <laughs> Lila is outraged, and even though I am a short person. I am on Cheryl's side here. Yeah, that's fair. Lila was being rude. Yes, and I'm a short person who uh, always wore a lot of vintage clothes. So, <laughs> uh, Lila, you know, you, you get some good bargains there. And also, Lila often goes for a kind of 60s look. So, I think she'd be mm. all over it. Yeah, you think that would be totally her thing. But anyway, yeah, mm. she'll get there. <laughs> Someday. Well, we cut across the moon beach to Liz, where she has wrapped the fucking jacket up in like the fanciest 
gift wrapping with a giant bow. Oh, she really put so much effort into it. Poor old Liz. Um, <sighs> yeah, but she's uh, she's sitting there waiting for Todd and Winston kind of comes over and pours her a drink and <laughs> says, God, you know, how, how long have you been waiting for him now? And apparently she's been sitting there waiting for an hour. Oh. Um, so Winston adorably yeah. says, do, do you want me to rough him up for you? Please say no. <laughs> it's so sweet. And his delivery again is delightful. So good. <laughs> uh, but Winston also says, you know, Todd's been having such a hard time being dropped from that team in Vermont because basketball is his life. But this says he's forgetting about everything else and he's push her, pushing her away. I mean, he basically dumped you, Liz. So he did like, yeah, I, I do feel like like Liz is trying to be understanding, but also it has gotten to the point where he has been very clear that she's dumped. So <laughs> Liz really needs to let it go. Really does. Winston mm. says he's been brushed, like Charles been giving him the brush off too. And mm. he's spending his entire time just at basketball practice or shooting some baskets uh, after practice because the regular <laughs> practice isn't enough. But Winston says, look, but I'll try and talk to him basically about, you know, the way he's ignoring you hmm. so he heads back to work because of course he is working in the moon beach now and liz gets up to go and as she does she pushes past two goons and my notes also say two goons confirmed goons <laughs> I mean, it really is. If you watch this episode, listeners, there is no other way to describe them. Bookings. I think I called them hoodlums later on, but at first I was like, goons, immediately goons. <laughs> goons out, goons out. <laughs> that should be the episode, the name of this episode. There you go. Goon Beach. Um, oh! So, yeah, she's leaving uh, the diner. <laughs> passes these two goons and here's them talking about the big party at Wilkins house that night <gasps> and that it's going to be a real rager apparently <gasps> if last week's one was anything to go by and the sad guitar plays as no, no. says do you mean Todd Wilkins and they're like yeah you should come by the party uh, what's your name and when she says Liz they say Todd's Liz and she's like uh, yeah I guess so but then the goons say, oh, we thought Liz is the redhead. Todd was with the other night. And then they're like, oops, another oops. And uh, strut off laughing. Mm. Liz throws the parcel in the bin, which is what she should have done already. Oh, seriously, that was way overdue. So we cut back to the Casa del Wakefield and uh, Liz tells Jessica that she was right. And Jessica is like, of course I'm right. And then it's like, about what? <laughs> and it turns out she's right when she said that Liz should start dating again. Yes. Uh, and she she says she's probably going to regret this, but she asks for Jessica's help. <gasps> well, Jessica's been waiting for this moment for so long that she's had time apparently to make an entire <laughs> set of flashcards. My God, this girl is ready. <laughs> so yeah, she's got all the potential guys in the school, possibly the state uh, in these guards. So the first set lot are, they're warm, they're sensitive, they're smart, they're losers. Enid can have them. It's a good for Enid. Yeah, I think they're nice. <laughs> and then she's got a second category. Oh yes, these ones uh, all have hot bodies, great cars and cool hair. Uh, she's like, yeah, I'm actually going to keep these. <laughs> Just, you can have my rejects very kindly. 
But then she's got the ones Goldilocks style that are just right for Liz. They're good looking, dependable, nothing fancy. And uh, Liz is like, well, how do I, how do I choose which one? Jessica <laughs> says, all they need is a system. And they get one. Oh my God. I screamed. This was so good. I <laughs> could not have asked for more. Yeah. They cut to this room. It's like a fucking, <laughs> it's like Wall Street or something. They cut to like Enid with this giant wall calendar, oh uh, adding details to it as Lila and Jess are kind of over and back crisscrossing in the foreground on phones, calling out names. <laughs> and amazingly, one of them is Scott Trust, which was delightful like that dick from the dating game <laughs> but there we go we love a deep cut always oh so they're obviously just cold calling <laughs> these guys and lila just yells out scott ross junior red corvette thursday the fourth at 7 30 <laughs> so they're yelling out all these guys who have agreed to go on dates with liz oh. and enid is frantically adding them to the calendar and it's <sighs> fucking amazing it's like mission control for yeah. liz's dating life it's so good it's essentially a war room yeah. So at school, a teacher called Mr. Franklin. I mean, this was an opportunity for Chromedome or even Mr. Russo, but... Uh, I just get Mr. Collins back. They've gone to the trouble of casting a new guy and then just throwing in all these random teachers. True. He was only in it like two weeks ago. Um, well, he stops Winston in the, in the corridor. Where Winston's wait, running late for class. And Winston immediately thinks he's being uh, done for a prank he committed, dyeing the water in the water fountains. <laughs> he's like, oh, the water fountains, that was me and you know I'm sure it was like just totally harmless but it soon becomes clear Mr. Franklin isn't even in the mood to follow that thread he's just like <laughs> uh, calm down kid I just want to know about <laughs> Todd Wilkins Winston uh-huh. says he's fine but that surprises Mr. Franklin yeah because Todd apparently hasn't been in his class in weeks um <gasps> So he's like, so, you know, what do you mean he's fine? I presumed he was going to be sick or something. So then Winston again starts babbling and is just like, oh, I mean, yeah, he's, I would say fine. He's doing better. You know, he's not delirious anymore. Uh, and kind of just tries to cover for Todd and says that, yes, he is homesick, but just, you know, is getting better. And he's going to call over to him that evening. Um, just trying to, yeah. yeah, just cover for him because clearly Todd is blowing all kinds of things off at the minute. Oh. Yeah, because it's not just school. Um, when Mr. Franklin leaves, Todd uh, Winston sees some guy called Jerry, who's I thought hmm. this was going to be just a blonde guy in a in a varsity jacket. I had my hopes, Karen. I'm not going to lie. Oh, look, we but the thing is, do you know what? We have gotten some comments from people that apparently there <gasps> actually is an appearance made. What? By I the one this? Ken, Ken Matthews at some point in this series. I don't know when it happens. I'm very nervous, but <laughs> apparently we are going to be disappointed. So. <laughs> That's all I know. I haven't looked into it because I'm just going to leave it for a surprise when it does happen eventually. And I'm sure I'll be inconsolable at the time. (laughs) Oh, prepare yourselves, listeners, now. I don't know, like, you might need to send flowers to help Karen through this difficult time. Thoughts and prayers, it'll be like COVID all over again. (laughs) I just won't do the episode that week. (laughs) Well, this guy's called Jerry. It is not Hmm. Ken, but... um, Winston asks um, Todd, or Winston asks Jerry if Todd is still, you know, at practice. Like, where is he? Basically, is he still hmm. at practice? Because Jerry's just coming back from it. But Jerry reveals Todd hasn't been at practice in weeks. He never rejoined the Sweet Valley High team when he returned from Vermont. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is news to Winston, obviously, because all along he's been getting the brush off from Todd from him saying, oh no, yeah. I'm at practice or I'm playing more basketball. But it turns out Todd's not playing any bloody basketball at all. <gasps> no, he is not. So Winston's determined to get to the bottom of this. 
We cut back to the Castell Wakefield and Lila shows off her her new uh, makeup that uh, she managed to get a whole new look, uh, acquire without breaking her budget. Yeah, she hasn't spent a penny. Apparently she just used the free makeup testers uh, at the mall uh, makeup counter and has also discovered the wonder of coupons. She has. She's discovered something where you cut things out of the newspaper and you bring them into a store and they take money off and says, it's like free money. And when Jessica tells her, you know, yes, it's coupons, there's a really beautifully delivered bit, uh, like it's completely OTT, where Lila's like, coupon, coupon, <laughs> coupon. It's trying to pronounce it. It's just delightful. It's so good. And like, yeah, uh, like it's not something everybody could have pulled off. But again, you can trust Bridget Flannery to deliver the goods. And it's so good. <laughs> Always. Well, Winston is driving his authentic from the books VW bug mm. to the school basketball court, which frankly looks like just a basketball hoop hung up at a car park yeah i mean if it's actually a court then he's driven straight up onto the court and nearly driven over <laughs> carl who is shooting some solo hoops <laughs> well carl says that todd was there earlier but then he took off with some guys and uh, carl says he hopes winston can find him because he looks mm. like he could use a friend oh. then we cut to todd and the goons Oh my God. <laughs> and they're doing a crime. They are doing a crime. They're trying to break into a red car. Oh my God. With Todd as oh. lookout. Oh. Um, so yeah, they're uh, trying Yeah, trying to, to break into this car. I think they do get the door open and they one of do. them kind of clamber, clambers into it. But next thing, Winston arrives around the corner in his little car, chugging along in his little <laughs> VW. So the guys all jump into a pickup truck and scram. <laughs> the funniest is just how shish they are at crimes because they are really noisy and they're sort of like, woohoo! So like oh egging God. each other on as they inevitably <laughs> try and break into this vehicle. And it's like, wow. Uh, I mean, you're, you, if you are a criminal gang, I can't imagine you're doing very well in the criminal part because <laughs> you, subtle you are not. No, Really only a sure. matter of time. Uh, and mm. Winston has literally just caught you. So... When Winston realizes what they were up to, he foolishly gets into the car. And I'm like, Winston, have you not I... remembered what happened last time you got into a car at a crime scene? I know. I was like, Winston, please stop getting into cars in suspicious circumstances. <laughs> I just just was waiting for someone to come along and fucking arrest him again. I was like, please no, come on, Winston, tell me you've learned something. <laughs> and the police have his prints. So true. <laughs> He's got priors. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't think of that. He just says. Todd, very sadly. Oh. Well, we cut back to the Casadot Wakefield where Liz is delinting a cardigan for her date. And Jessica, who's wearing one of many just bra tops she wears throughout this outfit, like she's barely clothed throughout. She's quite naked here, all right. Yeah. I mean, she looks amazing, but it is very little clothing for, yes. I guess, what's meant to be a 16-year-old. Yes. I think real life was only like, I guess she was probably, she was about 20. I think they're the same age as me. So she's not that old, but like, mm. still, um, or not not that young. Uh, but anyway, it's a kind of impractical outfit for school, which I guess she was at that day. But <laughs> she's she's not uh, in the mood for cardigans because when she sees Liz looking at this as a potential date outfit, she picks it up and throws it in the bin. 
Oh God, I know. I thought it was like a laundry kind of hamper thing. But then now, like, yeah. I was like, no, that actually is the bin that she's just thrown it in. Because Liz says, you know, I like that. And Jess is like, oh, you've got plenty more of them, which suggests that this is actually the rubbish bin. <laughs> well, uh, Jessica says that dating has changed since the early 90s when, li- <laughs> when Liz was last on the scene. And um, Liz basically thinks she isn't ready for it. But Jessica says, luckily, we're here to help. Liz says, we? Jessica claps her hands and watch it happen. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, first of all, enter Lila and Enid. Enid delightfully wearing like three hats at once (laughs) as she walks in. And then we are straight into a fucking montage. Yes. Oh, they are back, baby. Oh, I'm so pleased. And it's like, it's it's the all time kind of classic in that it's it's a getting ready montage. So it's perfect. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Nails are painted. Green sort of gloopy face mask is applied. And there's a great moment where Enid eats some of it and then looks sort of <laughs> delighted with herself. Because <laughs> yeah, it also looks like guacamole. So it, <laughs> it works on chips apparently or on her little tortilla chips. <laughs> so yeah, it's got, it's all the hits. It's yeah, nail painting, eyebrow plucking, hair in a towel. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Liz tries on lots of um, terrible clothes. She's got a polo shirt and she's got some terrible shoes. I mean, I mm. remember when the first season we had some terrible shoes and I think, True. I don't know if it's the same ones, but they're not good. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of halter neck bra tops. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bit where she wears a matching outfit to Enid, which Enid loves, and the others are like, Ugh. Oh, I thought that was such a cute outfit on her. I actually loved that. Yes, <laughs> me like too. Little, yeah, she had like a plaid skirt and a kind of a button-up top over a long sleeve top and a little kind of hat. Not on like a like you know, the kind of blossom type hats, but mm. like she looked fucking great. I loved that look on her. <laughs> I would have actually at the time, apart from the hat, I would have worn that. So mm, yeah. I was like, I thought that was going to be the outfit they all approved of. Because it's not that different from the one they do approve of a second later. That's true. There is actually a great one as well. The kind of light. Well, I, I wasn't sure. Was it light blue or a kind of a lilac-y color? The dress with the kind of uh, cardigan, yes. a matching cardigan with the black fur trim uh, was very, it was very lila and also mm. very Cher and Clueless, I thought. That's literally my note saying there's <laughs> Cher and Clueless look. Yes, Inclu- totally. Including her, the winning look, which is a fluffy mm. trimmed, is, it's the same fluffy trimmed cardigan. Yeah. Um, just with a different skirt and a different hat. And yeah. everybody loves that. And a relieved Liz just falls backwards. And mm. I guess it's sort of like you might fall back into a bed, but it's kind of where she's falling back towards the wardrobe. So I'm not sure how this was going to yeah, go. Yeah, she's, she's hitting the deck for sure there. It was a strange choice. It's like, why not have her collapse on the bed? It's like, nope, she's hitting the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, leave the dating uh, preparation montage and head to the moon beach where Winston approaches surly todd and oh my god we thought we had seen surly todd but we ain't seen nothing yet oh my god it was all a warm-up to this todd um holy shit yeah poor winston he is trying to be understanding and asks if todd is okay and he's just like yeah fine uh but then reveals look i saw you at school uh trying to get into that camaro um and todd gets really threatening uh, oh my god tells winston oh you know you see your glasses checked you didn't see anything but he properly acts all threatening and horrible to Winston. And uh, yeah, it's it's worrying for poor old Winston. It really is. Because he's like, yeah, you didn't see anything. Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, Winston says, look, you could go to jail. And Todd doesn't care. Um, that's why not say, give up on Winston, he's a dick. 
He really is. He's so mean. He's not. I mean, it's really an occasion where you go, he's not worth it. No, truly, Jessica had it this one right yeah. from the start. <laughs> well, back at the uh, at the Liz's room, they we hear a doorbell. Of course, nobody else is going to answer uh, this doorbell because they are the only people who live in the house. Parents, and, what parents? <laughs> yeah. And Liz is about to leave to go down and answer it, but Jessica stops her and says she has to make him wait. It's like that doesn't make sense when someone's calling to the actual door. Like, yeah, he's literally outside. Is he supposed to just stand there and get fed up and walk away? <laughs> it's like, well, what is the game plan? Well, Liz insists on having some manners, basically. Um, and uh, But she is nervous about going on the date. And as she heads down to let Scott in, Jessica's like, oh, my little sister is all grown up. And Liz reminds her that she is, in fact, the older sister. But in terms mm-hmm. of dating, Jessica certainly has years more experience. That is true. Well, we cut to, I guess it's a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what sort of uh, place this is, but she's uh, she's having a good time with Scott, who looks about 27. Seriously, I like <laughs> there's like a screen grab of this guy, I think was like the thumbnail for this clip. And I was like, oh, who's this teacher? But like, <laughs> nope, this is Liz's date. And he literally looks like he has been cast as a teacher. He does. I, I mean, he could have been the new Mr. Collins. He could have been and I would have been fine with that. <laughs> but no, apparently this guy is a junior and also 16 and absolutely not. <laughs> well, apparently they've been having a nice time and he suggests mm. meeting up next weekend to go to a movie. And she's, uh, she's starting to say yes but then watch it appear on her shoulder <laughs> my notes here just went all caps incredibly devil jessica pops up in a bubble <laughs> I'd say devil jess appears on her shoulder oh it's so good oh yeah um, devil jessica has some uh, has some advice Yes, she gives out to Liz. She's like, we've been over this. She's like, never accept another date right away. It makes you look like you have no life. <gasps> so Liz says, uh, I can't next weekend. I'm washing my dog. And Scott <laughs> rightly says, well, all weekend. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he buys this nonsense. Yeah, Liz says, yeah, he's a really big dog. <laughs> By the way, we then discover that clearly Liz is going on all her dates in one night, which makes no sense on a zillion billion levels. Do you know, I kind of thought it was different nights, but she she does wear the same outfit. Yeah, Mm. and there's no cutting between them. Like, it looks like it's it's almost montage-esque because if it was separate, I I mean, I I can only assume it must be meant to be separate evenings. It is. She's having like three dinners. Yeah, that's true. And I think the waitress is dressed differently or she's wearing like a kind of a red and white dress and then she's wearing a green and white. So the the waitress has changed outfits, but not Liz. She's found her date outfit and she is sticking to it. There's a lot of polyester in that outfit. So I'm just saying three days in a row with uh, in the California heat, there's going to be some pong. uh, But but fair enough, Liz, you you know, stick with your look you're comfortable with. There you go. So, uh, yeah, Devil Lila appears on her shoulder when the uh, when the waitress turns up <laughs> and says that Liz should take charge because guys love that. So while he tries to interject, she orders the shrimp fajita for two. But it wasn't a good choice. Oh, no. Yeah, her poor date tries to stop her and she's like, no, I've got this. Don't worry about it. Uh, and then when the waitress takes off, he's like, I'm allergic to seafood. That's what I was trying to tell you. <gasps> So another disastrous, um, or at least not, not maybe not disastrous. The first one wasn't disastrous, but basically no. these dates are not going anywhere. Well, um, yeah, she's also got Liz and, or she's got uh, Jess and Lila in her head, obviously. As well. yes. 
But uh, the Lila Devil hilariously also yells at her to stop slouching, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> and those devils aren't the only uh, advisors popping up around her because of her next date, um, where she tells him that she's never eaten there before and that orders with the special without looking at the menu. Um, <laughs> The, the new guy uh, asks her to go to a, a match and says, do you like football? And who should appear above her? But Eden! Eden, hooray! Uh, yeah, she's not, I mean, she is dressed in white, but it's not quite an overtly angel outfit. Yeah. I couldn't really figure out what the vibe was here. Yeah, but I was hoping she'd have like a halo and wings. I was hoping for wings, yeah. <laughs> but look, she still looks great. And yeah, she pops up in her little bubble and says, uh, quick, change the subject. Um but yeah, so I think Liz asked him to like pass the guacamole or something. But then <laughs> wonderfully, <laughs> Jess also pops up and tells Enid to shut up. And says, he's gorgeous. Whatever he's into, you're into. Tell him you love football. And then Lila also <laughs> pops up. So there's now three bubbles around Liz's head, uh, all giving her conflicting information. And uh, Lila just says to the other two in the bubbles that they're both wrong. And also these earrings don't go with this outfit. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> Well, eventually, Liz screams aloud, I can't take it anymore, get out of here! And understandably, the guy she's with says, check, in quite a wooden fashion, but in yes. fairness, she's, <laughs> she does seem to be having some sort of breakdown. It's true, yeah, she's not having a good time. <laughs> well, uh, back at the casa, Lila, sadly not dressed in her dr- the dream devil uh, ensemble, <laughs> uh, revels in all her bargains. She's been shopping with coupons. She's been going to the flea market. She even starts stealing sugar packets because the Rayfields <laughs> inexplicably keep sugar in a bowl in the form of a bowl full of like sugar packets that you get in the cafe. Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, well, she says they have to leave for to get food, and Lila's or Jessica's like it's three o'clock in the afternoon, but they she needs to make the shrimp fest early bird special. Oh God! I you know it is consistent, I guess, with the books that these kids just fucking love a bit of seafood, don't they? <laughs> That's two seafood references in one episode. Yeah. Oh, we did have a clam shack in the oh, season opening. We did. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jessica says she can't take the new Lila anymore and tells her to follow her. And as as Lila uh, heads out, she sees a can. There must be some like, can, you know, ski where you get like pennies for giving back a can. But yes. she sees a can, crushes it completely gleefully and looks at it like she just found, <laughs> you know, secret treasure. And then in one of, a repeat uh, of one of our favourite moments is just yanked comically out the door by Jessica. Oh my God. No one gets yanked through a door better than Lila Fowler. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jessica's scheme works because we cut to later at the Moon Beach where Lila asks Jessica for helping her break her 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 budget. She can hardly bear to say the word. Yes, she's been cured of her her thrifty ways. Uh, I think Jess basically locked her into the House of Chic. Uh, So Lila resumed her usual ways and managed to charge up a storm. And uh, apparently her dad was only delighted to give her back her credit card after she had pawned off his heirloom cufflinks. So (laughs) he'd gone too far in the other direction. And laden with bags, Lila vows she will never pay wholesale again. (laughs) So they head inside the moon beach and uh, they're horrified to see Liz in a corner enjoying herself. She's on an unauthorised date uh, (gasps) with some random guy and she's uh, not wearing her pre-approved date outfit. 
So Liz or Jessica and Lila are horrified by this. They're like, oh, pathetic. She's just being herself. Have fake. <laughs> and Li- Jessica realizes it's some guy from the loser pile. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Lila's like, she's messed up the whole system. It's clearly very mm-hmm. invested in this, which I mm. appreciate. Well, a distracted Winston throws down some sort of wonky mashed up burgers in front of Liz and her bow and I for a second thought he was doing this because like as a protest because he was annoyed with Liz you know seeing somebody who isn't Todd but actually it's not he's just super distracted he's he's so worried about um yeah about Todd's life of crime (laughs) (laughs) gang running ways (laughs) yes and so Liz goes over to him and is like look what's up um can see something is wrong and he tells all and Jessica or Liz is shocked by the full story um and while she's reeling who should come in oh wait it's Todd with the goons (laughs) (laughs) and Todd is I don't know eh? what the fuck's wrong with him. But as soon as he sees Lila and Jess, he's like, oh, if it isn't the wicked witches of West and East, I should leave before a house falls on me. I mean, it's the witches are the ones who get squashed by a house. True. Dad, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> things just go from bad to deranged. Oh my god, this was hilarious though. <laughs> so so yeah, there's, there's a table of like kind of football guys, uh, and one of them just kind of kind of shouts across for his order of fries. He's like, hey, can we get some fries over here? And Todd, like completely unprovoked, just absolutely launches an entire order of fries at the guy's head. And it's <laughs> fucking hilarious because it's so unnecessary. Yeah, he just goes, You want fries? I'll get your fries. <laughs> just fires them across the diner at this guy's head and it is so funny it's completely unprovoked just out of absolutely nowhere just chaos reigns and uh, obviously the team all get angry actually they are the basketball team because um Todd goes over and confronts Liz and her, ooh, you perf- miss perfect and a perfect date. It was like, fuck off, Todd. She has been trying to be nice to you and you've just completely yeah. ignored her and or stood her up. Mm-hmm. And the date gets up to sort of, you know, tell Todd to back off. And then yeah. the team arrive and like basically to kick Todd's arse. And mm. Winston bustles Todd away um, before they can get him. And Jerry or it is he who appeared earlier <laughs> yes. says oh Wilkins let's go because we've got history together and the team but basically next time you'll be so lucky <gasps> he's a thin ice yeah oh. well outside Todd clearly has not learned any lessons at all oh my god not a one yeah Winston like just gives out to him and says look oh. I basically stopped you from getting your ass kicked in there you've been a complete jerk uh, and Todd is just like oh get lost and just not hearing it at all and just not having it um, and Winston just yells at him that he has to get over this that like being kicked off the team yeah is one thing but he, he has to just deal with it and move on but Todd again just quite violently oh. shoves Winston into the wall and starts yelling at him oh, you, you don't know the first thing about me yeah. Um and just being really awful and aggressive. And the the goons drive up in their pickup truck. And they're like, hey, Wilkins, lose the geeks. We've got partying to do. Todd <laughs> <laughs> oh, says, I don't need you. I don't need any of you. And then he jumps in the car 
Oh, the back of the truck. And he, then he just like, even though the window of the truck, which is right next to his face, is open, he like pat, pats on the side of the truck as if they're like pulling out, you know, an uh, army vehicle in a war yeah. zone. It's like, yeah, come on, <laughs> let's go. Like, just tell him you're in, Todd. Oh, God. They can see you've just clambered in. It's fine. But yeah, yes. he takes off anyway, all surly like. And uh, yeah, that's the end. We're freeze framing on people being very concerned about Todd for some reason. Yeah, there's a Winston just gazing off and I might say goodbye oh. and good riddance. Oh God, get out of here, Todd. But no, we've got concern on our faces and we're all very invested. So yeah, we've got a bit of a multi-episode arc going on here with Todd and his gang. Oh, I am very excited about this. The goons have been set in place. Mm. They're going to be back. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're just, they are mentioned in the blurb of the next episode. Um, oh, brilliant. So. The chips have been thrown. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all kicking off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, um, do let us know what you thought about this, frankly, chaotic episode. There was a lot oh going my on. God. It was so good. I mean, you were sending me emojis of chips before I'd even watched it. And once I got the reference, I was so delighted. <laughs> it was better than I could have hoped. <laughs> I know. I think I sent you chips, a pickup truck, and a boxing glove <laughs> yes. for the Fist of Fury. Accurate, all of it. <laughs> well, uh, it's it was certainly a wild ride, and uh, so was the last episode, which was also centered around the Moon Beach. Um, you you all had strong feelings about that too. Uh, I did. Um, did like Katie Longstreth pointed out that two Bruce two is right to be concerned about the Moon Beach if its success hinges on a part time after school employee? Is the day staff that bad? Who made all the fondue and breakfast food? I know searching for logic and anything Sweet Valley is futile, but this one did leave me wondering. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> well, uh, Pippi and Shirley got in touch to say that she and Cheryl are kindred spirits. Oh, yes. Uh, Pippi and Shirley has also bivouacked many <gasps> times, although under uh, mosquito netting or an ultralight tent, which, mm. yeah, fair. I mean, <laughs> they were literally just camping in the outdoors with no coverings whatsoever. <laughs> she also says, I would also have to risk ruining the mood by dressing Cheryl down for cultural appropriation. But in 1995, I was making those mistakes all the time, too. So I will give her grace mm. for now. <gasps> and she has a fondue set. <laughs> oh. I don't suppose you got the fondue out in your COVID jail, did you? Oh, no, actually. Good. Mm. Well, <laughs> every way to celebrate being released, a fondue party. A fondue party, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Pippi and uh, Shirley also had a theory about Jess and how inept she was with her party planning. It's a, it's a good conspiracy. Yeah, she reckons that, that Jessica was only that dim uh, in front of Bruce. She wonders if maybe she saw a way to take advantage of Bruce's money to just get her Jeep fixed, <gasps> simultaneously drag him for thinking he can run the restaurant, much less her favourite one, uh, and reckons that Jessica was purposely sabotaging him. Mm. Uh, yeah, book Jessica certainly would have tried to ruin him. Good for her. <laughs> Slave indeed. <laughs> Because, yes, everybody else was as creeped out as we were by the way Bruce delivered the word slave that time. Yes. It was gross and I hated it. <laughs> we all did. Yeah. Laura K. Diva said, oh, that montage with two Bruce two. All I could think of was the fact that one Bruce one would not have stood for this shit. People yelling, fooled at him. Not bloody likely. He's a patman for good sake. 
Also, I miss him and his perfect Patman way so damn much. Oh, well, there you go. You see, there was no Bruce, no two Bruce two at all in this episode. And I didn't miss him. But like, if we don't have like, any times we didn't have one Bruce one in an episode, oh. you would miss him. So now it's like, if Bruce isn't there, it's like, eh, that's fine. Whereas yeah. our, our old Bruce, we would, he's always a marked miss, like when you, when he's not in an episode. So, he, oh, yeah. It's a shame. He really is. So um, yeah, I don't, there's no sign that he's going to be in the next episode, just based mm. on the episode description. It looks like it's going to be more of more of Dodds. More of Dodds, surly ways. <laughs> 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 um, well, let us know what you thought, uh, listeners, because we have uh, we we loved hear- we always love hearing from you, and you know how to find us. Um, obviously, we're always in the Pi Beta Clubhouse, but you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SBH Podcast. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, thank you as ever um, at, as for your support as PBA sisters. We really, really appreciate every single one of you. You are the wind beneath our wings. And we're glad that you're continuing to enjoy the the season two shenanigans. I mean, <laughs> it's ups and downs. Look, it's it absolutely is. We may have lost one Bruce one, but we we still have montages. We have little devils and angels on shoulders in episodes unexpectedly. So you just never know what's around the corner with Sweet Valley High, do you? True. We've also got goons. <laughs> you can't go wrong with some goons. Come on. Never. <laughs> well, we will see you back in the main feed next week. And it is an absolute doozy. I mean, you might wonder if anything could top Herman my pills. But... <laughs> Which I think is going to be a go-to expression of shock for quite some time. But, I think so. I'm really enjoying it and I love that it's catching on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now listeners had some thoughts on that too. So we will share that, uh, share them in the next, in the, the next main episode. But hmm. um, yes, we will see you in the main feed to find out what happens when Club X pits Jessica against Bruce. But we will see you back here in two weeks when we find out what happens when Jessica does well on an IQ test and the IQ cometh. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's a slightly awkward pun on the Iceman cometh, but we've had some uh, other awkward puns in this. In these True. And to be, to be fair, Dark Side of the Moon Beach makes up for an awful lot, I will say, because I still love that. Oh, good point. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> We'll see what happens then. And in the meantime, uh, don't eat any shrimp fajitas because, uh, I don't know, I've heard bad things about them. <laughs> Just steer clear for safety. <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.